0: Hey guys, what's up? It's your girl, Lizzie Jane, and we're back with another podcast episode. This one is super special. Life has been absolutely crazy. So the schedule has been a little bit inconsistent, but we are recording so many awesome podcasts right now to get back on that weekly schedule. I have Liz Haggerty joining me. She is a content creator and consultant. She specializes in TikTok. She's grown numerous TikTok accounts for Insomniac from the ground up, such as EDC, Okchobi, Forbidden Kingdom, I guarantee you, if you follow their Instagram or their TikTok, you have seen Liz's work. She works collaboratively with artists such as Grizz and Ellis Dream and a number of brands and companies. She takes a super holistic, realistic approach to see creative ways that you know artists and concepts and event companies and brands can utilize social media to share their personalities their art their stories and in the last year the content she's created has accumulated over 40 million views yes let me say that again 40 Million freaking views. To say the least, she is super accredited and knowledgeable on this topic. If you're an artist, if you are a brand, if you're an entrepreneur, I think so many people can take away so much from this conversation. So I really hope you guys enjoyed it as much as I did. And without further ado, this is Lizzie Jane, and you're tuning in to the Lizzie Jane podcast. Ooh, ooh, ooh. The show today was brought to you by Vitaplur E-Boost Gum. With no pill to take or powders to mix, Vitaplur E-Boost Gum is a first-of-its-kind energy rave supplement that provides magnesium, electrolytes, and antioxidants while you chew. Vitaplur is the perfect complement to my active lifestyle, whether it's at the festival, on the road touring, or hitting the gym. Chew Vitaplur and dance with confidence. Use code Jane for 10% off any order. Let's hop into it. All right. Liz Haggerty, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. I really appreciate you taking the time to come and speak with me.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you kind of are a woman of so many different hats. I started to see your name working with a huge variety of clients in dance music, not only for event promotion companies, as well as artists and clients such as like Ella Stream and more, and like really bringing their artistic vision to light. I kept seeing you being tagged by these agents and by these managers, and then by these massive like artists. I'm like, okay, who is this girl? And you're just completely like girl bossing across all of these different scenes and like leading this kind of, Very new alley that was really new to us during COVID uh, on platforms such as TikTok and so on and so forth. And I think a a huge thing with artists is it's really hard sometimes for us to communicate our vision and the way we want to communicate to our artists on platforms such as TikTok or Reels or YouTube Shorts and so on and so forth and and I'm I'm really happy to have you here today speaking with me so you can kind of talk about your journey and and how you've kind of monetized this crazy in and out of social media to work for all of these massive massive clients um so thank you and and I would love if you can give a little bit of an introduction to those listening just on who you are what you do a little bit of background and then we can go from there
1: Yeah. So, hi, my name is Liz Haggerty. Um, My job description, I change the title that I have kind of often, but I think most accurate would be um, content creator, artist, um, freelance consultant, TikTok strategist, kind of covers um, what I work on. Um, We all know that short form video is quite important right now. Um, And Yeah, I have been deemed often like TikTok girl, and I love that title. I think it is accurate. Um, But I also make content that is just, you know, I'm also an iPhone videographer is another like title. Uh, It's a new job. Um, When I meet people and they're like, wow, that's an interesting job. How long have you been doing it? I'm always like, well, this hasn't been around that long. So
0: not that long. (laughs) I love that. And like, it's, it's, it's very true that, I mean, it's crazy from an artist standpoint, because you, I think if you have the transparent conversation of when you go and play a festival or when you go and play a show, you know, you're supposed to have media hired on and you're supposed to have, you know, these guys with all this big equipment and all of these fancy lens and, you know, microphones and X, Y, and Z. And now These people that we were paying to do Raws and recaps and this and that. And all the damn social media websites want short form content taken on your iPhone. And it's kind of created this like very interesting, unique lane for people like yourself to really break through. And I know you kind of have quite an accredited background where you haven't always been in this lane so tell me a little bit about you know your college experience where you were before you kind of started working in electronic dance music and how you've utilized that to what you're doing now as a full-time career
1: so I, I grew up in Massachusetts came out to California for college and I went to UC Berkeley um was always interested in math and art, and I found the perfect intersection between those in studying computer science. It was an intensely creative and collaborative environment, um but all the logic that I just like really love. So, um majored in computer science, minored in gender and women's studies. so i'm I'm really big on communication words, ideas. I love talking to people. and I got that from the gender and studies degree. While at college, um, I did photography for most of my life. Um, I like got my first like film camera at 12 um, and was like learning film photography at summer camp. Got a TSLR when I was like 15, um, took all of my like senior class, like all of our por- like senior portraits that went in the yearbook. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've always had that kind of creative side. And I started doing event photography in college. That was like my main source of income as a college student. And it's where I got into dance music, um going out to music venues. I moved to San Francisco. I am working as a software engineer, and I'm doing photography on the side. Um, I've kind of just always had those two lanes in my life, the like the, the logic, yeah, more technical side of me, and then yeah. the creative, event based like mixing with people side um pandemic happens i'm still working as a software engineer um i was up in san francisco but i decide you know it would be great to live somewhere with uh, a little more sunshine and a little more room <laughs> so yeah. i come down to la and um it had always been the plan for me to quit my tech job um i think if you have the luxury to have multiple careers, that's a really like worthwhile thing for you to do. Mm -hmm. Um, Always wanted to be an artist. And I had planned this when I was 21, that at 27, I would quit my tech job. Love it. The pandemic kind of threw a wrench in that. I was like, will I, won't I? Like, I I like, you know, was then more clinging on to security. Um, But that summer rolled around right before my 27th birthday. And I was like, no, I'm, I'm ready to make this leap. Um, and I'd been saving, I'd been really planning for this transition. Um, so I quit my job in August of 2021. And at that point I was doing a good amount of photography in LA. I was doing a lot of studio photography for like artists doing press photos. Um, I was doing some concert photography, but I wasn't like TikTok wasn't like a career option at that point. Mm-hmm. Um, when I quit my job, I had, I had like some success. I had been posting a lot of my photography. I've been posting for a while. I, I love social media. I've always loved social media. Um, I'd really been trying for years and years to hit 10 K on Instagram.
0: (laughs) Get that little, to get the swipe up and get like the, the link to the website, everything now that you can just buy, you know, it is what it is, but I get that goal. Totally. But it was more
1: like, I also was just, I was always creating, like I was posting on Instagram all the time um so I know like the challenge of building a social media website or social media like your brand Mm -hmm. um from that journey on Instagram I joined TikTok and it was so cool I loved it I loved the platform I thought the algorithm was so powerful community I had never connected with so many artists and I was getting like I formed so many friendships through it of people that had the same genuine interests as me. And I was sold. I was like, I'm going to like keep just creating on this platform. Um, but like going viral was like not the goal, um, mm-hmm. per se. So I quit my job. I had probably about 3000 followers on TikTok. um, And the day I quit my job, I made a video and that was the first video that I had like actually go viral and it was about me quitting my job at Square. Yeah. Um, And it kind of just spiraled from there. Um, A few months later at EDC um, Las Vegas, I got the opportunity to work as a field director. It's basically like a PA, um, but a little more creative, helping out videographers. and it was just right place, right time. They were looking for another person to do TikTok. And they were like, aren't isn't your TikTok doing super well right now? Um, and three weeks later, I was hired to do TikTok at EDC Orlando.
0: I love it. You're like, yes, yes, it is doing well. Here I am. I'm here for you guys. Um, that's a I feel like it's such an accumulation of literally everything. And I think sometimes people don't really realize that. And and that's why having an open mind in approaching what you're doing in any sense is, I feel like so important because I feel like every single person I speak to, whether it's an artist or an agent or someone in your space or social media content creation and management, or, you know, an artist director, it's like these opportunities came when I didn't really expect it. And this new platform, I mean, TikTok in itself, I think, you definitely have people at both ends of the spectrum of, oh, I love it. I love it. I love it. Or, oh, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I'm like pulling my hair out. But at the end of the day, I think everybody can agree on. It's such a tool to utilize as an artist, as a content creator, as anything in a creative space or like a business space. I mean, TikTok is just this thing that's kind of broken down all of like the rules and walls of social media. And I remember just starting to build my page like five or six years ago. And and everybody would be like, you want things that are like call to action and things that give you information and things that help you build a community and, dah, 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 dah. and TikTok just like cut out all the bullshit and embodied all of those things just right off the bat. And then on top of that, it was like, oh, you think you're getting good engagement here? We're going to triple that. We're going to take your exposure and just plant it everywhere, whether it's on the explore page or through hashtags or through trending music. and, And it's just, I feel like it's really overwhelming for someone who's not knowledgeable on how to navigate themselves through TikTok. I would love to know kind of if you just felt like it was this really natural thing when you kind of opened the platform and started to understand it, because from your software engineering background, I mean, I know a lot of that comes from analyzing statistics and data analytics and how can I use this to reach this and doing A versus B posts and all of that stuff that kind of lives in Facebook business manager and is on the back end of the professional dashboard for TikTok, like how was your approach and how long did it really take you to feel like you understand the platform because uh, like to this day, I think a lot of artists are like, we're just going to throw all of the stuff at the wall and a lot of it won't stick. And some of it may stick. And then something we don't expect just takes the fuck off. And it's like, there you go. Here's your exposure that you wanted. So how do you kind of maneuver all of those depending factors and moving parts?
1: Short answer. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Love it. Um, I, I definitely, I think my asset in just how I approach online spaces in general is through curiosity and from being a software engineer, like it's, you can just really nerd out on being so curious about how it operates. And when you want to see all those trends, not everyone has that, like, that's not their like gut like when they come to social media, they they're they're much more fear-based than they are curiosity based. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fair. I think like people talk and to me all the time, like being like thinking I'm just naturally comfortable on camera, or and I'm like, no, no, there was a huge process of me getting over the fears of all of that, of talking to it. But once you break through it, it feels like you've unlocked like a whole magic level of life. Yes. Um, having the ability. Like, I mean, I'm sure you feel this way, like having the ability, like you didn't learn, you weren't innately just blessed to be so good at listening to information and then asking questions back. Like you got better at it over time.
0: (laughs) Oh yeah, hundred percent. Oh my god, I used to suck. It used to be like it used to be like one of those things where I always was just a huge talker and not a great listener. And then I was like, oh shit, you need to listen to what they're saying. Actually, pay attention, take in the information, and then do like an action from that. And I feel like that is so much of what social media is: post to post.
1: Totally, and that's the people like I do a lot of self-portraits, and I have done that for years on my Instagram. Like I've really gotten through past the fear of presenting myself. Like there's so many people that see my Instagram They're like, Oh my God, you're so courageous. You're so brave. And I'm like, that's kind of mean. Um, but like, (laughs) I know what they mean. And it's like, what they're saying is like, I couldn't see myself doing that. Yes. And the phrase I always say is, um, the only way out is through. I love that. Yeah, for sure. And I think the issue with a lot of people with social media is that they when they come to it, they're coming in this like with this anxiety, like, I don't wanna do this, like, you're, you know, ticking and screaming to do it. And then they kind of take one step forward, but they're not ever actually pushing through. Like, what I try to motivate artists, it, I do like several different, like, kind of lanes of TikTok with people. Sometimes it's me doing day rates where I'm doing all the content and posting for them, like, working with them, of course. And then I also do like consulting where it's more like personal training and I'm like yeah. getting people like, the tools understanding how the platform works the foundations that they can like succeed but with that i always tell them like it's like personal training they have to put in the reps and what i just see so many artists do is that they prolong the worst period of it i'm like you can speed run this like you can just it's the suffering condense it and then you're on the other side
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's so true oh because i mean like from my perspective too i posted and it, and it always feels good. It, it's hard because I definitely feel like there's this like dark side of hitting those astronomical numbers. And you're like, I want more. I want more. All these people are seeing this like, like, and, and they're actually going to look at my music. They're actually translating into people who are intrigued from the project. And from that, it's like, I I'll use like, to this day I die because she's just in my space. Like Zingara is a great example. And it's like, You go to her TikTok page and she has a million followers, like, like kills it. She's always killed it since the beginning. But so many of those, those videos are like, I feel like that's like the pushing through. It's like doing those videos that like nobody, it's not reaching anybody. Maybe nobody's commenting on it and da-da-da-da. But then the big video comes and it's like, oh my God, it blew up. And I felt like I reached that at one point on TikTok and like some people were like, oh, it's because you posted like your 30th video or whatever, whatever. But I was like, these people are actually people I've seen on my profile before. And then I felt like it finally hit this like explore page or something else. And it like pushed through and I was like, okay, now let's ride that momentum to the next kind of like little hill and let's ride that momentum to the next little hill. But I totally feel like a lot of artists kind of get to a point and then they like backtrack and I've done that too. And then they backtrack. And then it's like all of that work and momentum and consistency that you put forth on the platform is just kind of thrown out the window.
1: Yeah, Zingara is such a great example and she's been making content for years like on YouTube, on TikTok. A lot of her videos she's she told me personally like she's privated a lot of them. Um oh so you don't God. even know how many videos she's made. And that's also the issue about social media. Um or this like creator spaces that we're in is that people think they are like they're comparing themselves to people that are like Olympic athletes Levels like tuned in mm-hmm. um and like they've gone through those practice, they have their own, like war, you know, like the whole routine of it. Yes. Like, I really think there's so many good like sports kind of related things. It's like, how are you gonna compare yourself to a marathon runner if you've never even gone on a run? Like you can't even run a mile.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. And I think that's what makes it so intimidating to people because they don't look at it like sports. They look at it and they're like, well, I can't do that. Like that, like, or like, or it's, or it's like the whole in your head thing. It's either the comparison thing or it's the in your head. These people don't care what I have to say. These people aren't going to well, like this ID. And it's, and
1: it's way worse than sports because people look at people that are succeeding and then they just create all these, like they're haters about it. They're like, that person doesn't deserve it for X, Y, Z reasons. And I, I, want to empathize with people that say those things and I I just don't I like feel like those people that are hating on anyone it's like can you need some like tough love about it and it's like that opinion only hurts you yep like there's there's I don't understand like the point in putting energy towards trying to evaluate who deserves success or not what you should be taking from that is how powerful online is So, so you think you're so talented And this person that you think like, you know, you should, your music speaks more. You have all the tools, the same tools as they do. Like Mm -hmm. if you really do have all that talent, like, do you see what I'm getting at?
0: Oh, (laughs) a hundred percent. And I think it's always, I mean, that's so much preaching to the choir because those people are always going to be there. But it's like, I, I think I learned that not the hard way, but just, I think throughout everybody's journey, they go through a wave where it's like the comparison thief just kind of gets the best of everybody. And it's like, holy shit, like, why is this happening to this person? And why not me? And why them? And da, 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 And I think it's just people are really good at different things. And that's what's so amazing, like, at, like, being in entertainment and being in the content creation circle and being a producer and being an artist or in the creative space, because everyone's going to be great at something that you might not be great at, but you can always learn from that person. It's like, Hey, like Zingar, like send me your one sheet. Like, let me figure out how to do this TikTok thing. Like, let me figure out how to reach these people because everything that anyone is doing in their little personal journey is something that you could definitely take advantage of. And it's like, I always wish.
1: Yeah. I think an interesting thing is like how people are like always trying to qualify. Like what is real art? Yes, it's like a. this is a really big meta question that I spend a lot of time thinking about, especially as someone who often looks at what I do and like people devalue it
0: to a certain extent. I was literally going to ask that. I was going to say, you know, on a personal level, have you had people be like, what is your job? Like, what are you doing? Kind of thing. Like, how are you doing this for a living? Like all of those questions. And this goes back to what you
1: were saying earlier about like, oh, you know, traditionally you'd hire out a videographer, like photos, all this more like traditional media team. And now there's a a new thing. And it's like, sometimes the decision for an artist would actually be be better for for everything involved to hire someone with an iPhone. But it doesn't mean that photos and traditional, like the people that are doing those things, they're super talented, that media still has value, Mm -hmm. but it's all a means to an end. What are we trying to do? I think at the end of the day, we want to have impact more people to hear your art to see the message and what if the medium doing that was with the phone um I think people are always trying to draw a differentiation between you know like e- like even a more traditional festival recap type video and then what I do and you know there's so many different ways you can evaluate and qualify it but to me I don't see it as that much different. All video is social video. yes it all all video the only way we see it pretty much is through our phones 100%. 100%.
0: I mean and that's the way we consume media now. 100%. Yeah. And I I the the asset
1: that I have in in like convincing people bringing them onto my side is all the numbers. Um I do do a lot of like number crunching. Um I like and seeing the amount of views that I was able to get like last year and then the number of views that we can get um, you know, just two of us running around with an iPhone at a festival, like EDC Orlando, we got like 12.3 million views,
0: um, on it TikTok. It's stayed, oh, but but it's also like defying like the laws of media physics. It's like, oh, like you can do that with like your phone. What? Because at the end of the day, us as artists or most of the people I speak to, like, I don't post on social media because I love it. I post on social media because I love being in these four walls and going to studios and working. And I, I want to share that with the world. So the more people I can reach, the happier I'm gonna be as a client. Yeah, totally. Um, you know, it's 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 definitely this thing where I feel like both are important. Like you're you're always gonna need the big recaps and you're always going to want this crazy, you know, 4k, 8k footage that, that may be utilized for, you know, commercial value or X, Y, and Z. But it's just, I think it's one of those things where it always reminds me of the time where like music went from albums to streaming. Like that's what TikTok was like. That's what like this kind of content creation and 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 I guess like necessity to adapt is and it's like you're either going to adapt and you're going to reap the benefits or you're not and you're going to complain and then other people are going to adapt and they're definitely gonna you know keep the train moving a bit more than choosing not to and and I feel I like think- yeah you just fit that really like niche medium
1: um one kind of backs to what you're saying about like did being a software engineer set me up like in what ways for this? I think one of the best ways that the like culture from engineering and tech companies in general set me up for this was that you I the technology so basically when I started at Square and then when I left, like those six years difference, what being an engineer was, like your day-to-day, what coding was? was so different. Like they were almost not the same at all. Software, any tools, um, that you have at your disposal, you want to use. It doesn't make you a better engineer because you spend more time on something.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So there's, Um, yeah,
0: I get that. I get that. Oh, that's crazy.
1: So there's all these things like basically styling, like CSS is like, you used to have to be like, you know, negative four pixels, like margin left. Mm-hmm. When I left, th- you never write any CSS. That's all comes in packages, and then there's like just way smarter ways to do it. Um, half of your, the code you write is like auto template filled. Um, you don't get like Crazy. any prize for being able to write out every single word of syntax from memory.
0: Wild, yeah. So it's like so you I'm to, like, adapt like all the time.
1: Yeah, and I'm I'm so ha- you're so happy to you're like wow this just makes us be able to be more creative rather than have to be so bogged down by these technical aspects. Mm -hmm. And I think that's with music too, you know, there's so much coming out, you know, the the far side of the scary side of it is like AI music.
0: I was literally Um, just about to bring that up because I wanted to know your thoughts on AI because it it again is supposed to be this tool to make the things that are, you know, long end dwelling and things that, you know, are kind of busy work, not have to be in the picture anymore. But then there's that like other flip side to it that it's like, whoa, is this going to take our spot?
1: I, I have a really optimistic like view on just technology evolving always like mm-hmm. i i think that um yeah when it when i show people like what all the things i can do editing on my phone it's it's like you don't need it, it's just so sudden like i can get out nine videos in a day posted like filmed edited and posted on tiktok yep like that speed and then those videos like can reach millions of people like you just really like <laughs> I think that should be so embraced rather than like, whoa, scary, you know, but I, yep. I do understand people's fear
0: of it. It's, it's difficult. Cause it's like, I, I understand it because I can understand from like an, An artist's point of view. I can't really put myself in like the media shoes, but I can understand like someone who's spent, you know, it's it's honing your craft. It's how many years have you put in, and how many you know bags of equipment and things of outboard gear and analog synths and this and this and that. And then I can go and I can download this like AI VST, and then all of a sudden I don't have to like you know, go back to my music theory books and be like, oh, this is going to go here and this is how I'm going to do this patch bay. And it just does it all for me. And it's that really difficult thing of like, wow, this is like not necessarily a learning curve. Like I would have loved this before I spent all this time learning this, but it makes everything so much easier and allows you kind of more space to further that creation. And I feel like that's kind of the space that you're really in. And, you know, working with clients, like I know you've worked really close. Like I found you through stream when you were doing, you know, work with him. And I think you're still working with him currently, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, cool. Uh, so sometimes, like yeah. sometimes-ish, which I love because like you do like big festivals with him or like big events and like all of that stuff. And I know you've kind of done like his day-to-day, like walk me through you know, I I would love to know kind of the process of everything as much as you can say as far as like how you were approached to become a member of the team because like obviously like your skill set and your knowledge has you know proven you to be an asset to continue growing his vision and his artistic you know capabilities um you know like how is it working with him working with the team like what does a day look like with him are you kind of just there to do on site things or are you also in the background you know helping working on releases or helping working on like a greater plan for him
1: so most All of my work, um, I've been very lucky that it's all been inbound um, people for the most part. And a lot of people have found me actually through TikTok. Um, And at this point, I also get like just a lot of like word of mouth people, you know, in the industry being like, oh, I want this. (laughs) Yeah,
0: like everyone knows you. They're like, oh, that's Liz. I'm like, cool. You
1: know, the hair really helps also with like brand. Um, My like personal, like all of my own personal TikTok videos. I just had so many like chapters of it. Like I used to post all my photography stuff and then I was doing a lot of festival and now my whole TikTok is just my hair and I'm just like having fun like testing out different theories all the time. Um but yeah, so for for artists um every artist I work with is unique in the process of it. I think that what we're also reaching in in the world is that it's hard Social media managers are a very underappreciated job. Um, And I don't do social media management. Um, I've like drawn that line is in that like, because I think that TikTok, I have tried this. I have tried with certain clients to do the retainer thing and be like the person basically running their TikTok and kind of going back and forth. And it just doesn't work for TikTok. Mm -hmm. Um, the, The best it doesn't work for the way that I want to do TikTok. Um, the artist being, so it either is that I'm doing a day rate where I'm with someone in person, I'm usually hired for a festival or a show. Um, you know, I've, it's, my favorite events have been when I've worked for like Grizz and he does his two day events. Yeah. Um, so I'm doing all of the TikToks are going on his personal um uh, Instagram and TikTok accounts. Um, but I get to cover some more of the events and like, you know, interview, like we did a video going around and asking people like, how many times have you seen Grizz? Um, or yeah, like what's your favorite Grizz memory? Um, and, and I think that's, I'm kind of like <laughs> diverting away from your question. Oh no, you're um, fine.
0: I love this. Cause like, this is, I feel like a lot of people in my spot currently where it's like, I'm not at a point where it's like, hey, like I can hire on somebody for the full day, but it's just like seeing what your day looks like doing this sort of content, like is so educational to to a lot of different like artists.
1: Yeah. I think what I'm, I like love and about like the trust that artists give me as well too, is like, is expanding beyond what typically would be on the page for an artist. Mm -hmm. Like it's not just, photos of them and like the videos of just their set, like it's be able to show more of the community. Um, in a way, something I say that like what everyone wants on TikTok is they want, um, they don't want ads. They want experiences. Yep. And yep. that's also why the iPhone stuff hits so hard is like people, people like to think like the algorithm as this like God-like figure, like the algorithm loves yeah. iPhone videos. <laughs> but what, what it really is in my opinion is that people like experience like seeing it like an experience Mm -hmm. and this is just how things happen this happened on instagram too like make instagram casual again Is once there was too much professional footage artists suffered like visual like photographers and videographers Mm -hmm. because all of their content looked like ads and that is more of an issue of capitalism than an algorithm
0: absolutely because it's more of like a point of view like if I stepped in your shoes what would this event look like from the time I enter through the gates to seeing the support acts to uh, looking at the vendors to finally seeing the headliner come on grabbing merch and then like being in the crowd and being in the mosh pit or being on the rail and all that stuff it's more relatable um
1: it's still somewhat level like aspirational um but people like seeing an iPhone video it's more psychology I think that People, when they think about like algorithms and what's going to work, it's actually a lot of just like, just psychology. Yeah. <laughs> it's like understanding people. And we, most of us have iPhones. So we want to see an iPhone video because it's like, wow, like if I could get a video like that on my phone, I posted on my story, like that does sell tickets.
0: Yeah. And it's so relatable too, where like y- y- you're you're exactly right, where you there is this like facet of aspiration to, you know, it's not so much oh, like, I want to be that artist, or I want to be that like, that's not the path for a lot of concert attendees, you know, they work hard, and they spend their hard earned money to come and enjoy these amazing events that are put on. And to me, it's like, if I was in that those shoes, what would be a lot cooler to see would be, you know, not necessarily like a day in the life where it's like, oh, I'm backstage, and I'm being dropped off in the limo, and I'm doing this, and I'm all bougie. It's like, what is like, the actual day going to look like? What what am I going to experience as a fan myself? And like what you said before, community is everything. I mean, anyone who I I talk to, and I mean, again, kind of, I've mentioned Pretty Lights a lot lately because obviously coming back, doing the big tour and everything, I've spoken to so many artists like, like Maddie O'Neill and people not even on the podcast, like Closy and such. And it's like, they all reference the Pretty Lights community because it's such a a wonderful, supportive community. And and Grizz is a great example of this as well, where, you know, I live in Denver now and he goes, free show. They go, cool, 30,000 people, one hour show up. And it's like, that's a community, you know? That's a community that has tapped in and spreads by word of mouth. And it's like, at that point, it's like, everybody's there for each other and the music is just kind of like a narration to everything going on instead of it being like oh there's that one person I idolize and like da da da, da, da. and I feel like that's how it used to be when I was growing up where it was like oh like the David Gettas and the Martin Garrix's and the Hardwell's and it's not like that so much anymore yeah
1: I think that if there's what I was saying about like the expanding TikTok is that It is so tough, I think, for artists to know, like, there's no right answer on how to do it. And to me, that's like the exciting thing. Um, But to everyone else, that's like the intimidating thing. Um, And I feel like a lot of people end up just kind of copying other people's content, which is kind of the point of TikTok. Um, But that's not... If you're not using it intentionally to either, like, learn more marketing in, like, that low-level testing out creative Mm -hmm. way... And you are going into it with that kind of desperation, like, no, I need to promote, like I'm just selling and all you're doing is copying. It's like a lose-lose, like you've basically lost yourself because you feel inauthentic and then the content doesn't do well.
0: 100%. And, and, you know, I think we've talked about this off of the podcast and like DMs before where, you know, would you say on TikTok and and even on Instagram now, I'm seeing so many more videos where when TikTok kind of came up, it was like, oh, like, I think a lot of people thought they could kind of use the TikTok content on Instagram and like vice versa. And it would all pop off on every platform. And that necessarily wasn't the case. But now I feel like I'm seeing more artists post a bit more of those like selfie styled videos and studio videos and kind of like day in the life videos on Instagram. And they're doing phenomenally well. Um, You know, the question is that the more I guess you incorporate and like break down that fourth wall, the better. Or is it kind of just different for each project and what your goal is long term? So I think that I think the worst
1: thing an artist can do, this is like my opinion of just looking at 2023 TikTok right now, is take one step in a direction, take one step in a different direction, one step in a different direction versus just commit to Mm -hmm. something, try it 20 times in a row. And like, when you do that, like you learn much more versus like continuing to try, like the concept of trends and being able to just kind of copy and get that, like that gimmicky, those views are over and they're not really what you want. No. Um, The power of going viral is, it's just changing. Um, I think that this, what you're saying about like the day in the life and those stuff, like how that relates is I think TikTok this year is a lot more about depth than it is about width.
0: Okay. Okay. So like, like more depth, like focusing on X, Y, and Z behind like a certain concept of like really going, like I've been watching a lot of Roman good good example Mm -hmm. lately where it's like, Behind the, like, he's really pumping up for this album. He's doing the, in the studios, behind the music videos, like, all of these things where it's focusing on one topic, but then it's, like, all of these little things, kind of a tree branch yeah, underneath that same topic.
1: That's a great way, a, a great example. Um, I think that content kind of needs to, there's a few buckets it can fit into, um, either education, inspiration, or entertainment. Okay. And you need to like make sure you're hitting in at least one of those, because mm-hmm. um, I think a lot of people come on and they they they, they want you to just be like, hey, listen to this song. But it's like unless you have like an, another element to it, um, it just does, doesn't hit anymore. Like that you you can't make a song, you can't make a viral song at all, really yeah. through that way. Yep. Um, but what I meant by like kind of expanding content is like you can you, you can continue doing on those any of the traditional paths, but you know, you can also make your account more of like an art account and have like interesting visualizations with it. Or like, you're always kind of in your studio. And then there's like, I forget his username, but there's a, there's a guy that's always on his roof. Have you seen that at night? And he has like oh, the visualization.
0: Yeah. And I love that. And it's like, like so that, artistically pleasing.
1: So I saw his videos when he first started making them and none of them are really getting like a ton of traction. And then I think, like I was saying, but he just kept on continuing in that direction. And, you know, maybe 10, 15 in had one that like blew up. Um, I, I don't want to, I feel like it was like a, like a a Soul or something. Like one of those yeah. type of space, very pretty, like remix. Um, Now, if you go back on someone like that's profile, all of those videos look like they were viral because now their account has grown so much that you're like, wow, this person's always had success. But speaking from my account... I will have periods of time where I'm getting 200, 400 views, and now the, oh, some of those crazy. videos.
0: It's such a mind fuck, though. It's so like demoralizing. You're like, oh, here we are, and then it's like, oh, never mind, never mind. Well,
1: so people, people like those videos now on my account are all close to 10k. Some of them have 30k, and it's not because that video was a success. It's that I had other videos. Hit millions of views. I like from one video, I got twelve thousand followers. Um, and every video before that video for the past month, all of those got bumped up, 20,000 views. So when you look wow. at my account, you're like she goes viral all the time. Mm-hmm. That's not how that works. Um, so sometimes you never know if like the next one, you know?
0: Yeah, it's so crazy, but it's it's I can understand from your perspective, and I think from me and just a lot of the artists that I've kind of have in like my little circle and in our groups and like the girl gang groups and all of that stuff I think a lot of it is exactly what you said it's just pushing through not just like kind of dabbling your feet and then going oh this isn't gonna work I'll come back next month I'll come back two weeks from now you just have to keep going because you never know which one's gonna pop off but then that leads me to my other question which is you know I think a lot of people too, you know, I've talked to, to artists who have kind of taken like the comedic route on TikTok and have popped off, like been reposted by incredibly large accounts, you know, so funny, so funny, so funny, but then that isn't translating into their music. So it's like, now I have this account that's popping off, but... I'm a producer, and I'm trying to get people to listen to my music. So, what happens then when you feel like you get in this groove, but the groove isn't what you're really trying to actively push?
1: Yeah, I super warn against that. I I think that, and especially this year, I even Mm -hmm. tell people don't lean into your personality, like, like in general, like music first. Like you, you should. Your personality will come out. Mm-hmm. Like through the type of content you're making. Um, but music should stay at the forefront.
0: Yes. Um
1: because not all views are created equal.
0: Okay. What do you what do you mean by that? Tell me what you mean by that. Like like retention-ish, um, like, oh, are they gonna visit you back? Are they just like laughing to laugh because they're like eight-year-olds kind of thing?
1: So another related phrase. I have so many of these like little like small. I love it.
0: My head, my head just goes clip, 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 clip. I'm
1: excited. (laughs) Um, How you get it is how you keep it. Okay. Yeah. This is like people weren't against this and being like, um, you know, and being like in a niche and all those things. I, I really like this framing a lot better is how you get it is how you keep it. If you blow up over controversy like and that's you're always being in kind of things and you know kind of some rage is fueling your account how you keep your account going is you need to invite more of that
0: yeah like the hot takes the rants the this the that yeah and
1: I I, this isn't like a warning of like don't try different things that you wouldn't like I think that people um can be a little like dramatic about it being like oh don't make a video you wouldn't want to make again like you experiment with things. Um, but if you have this video be really successful and like, you, you're like, Oh my God, I can get more views. And like the high feels really good. Just like, really think about it. Like how you get followers and attention. It's, it's a lot more energy than an algorithm too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but you can, you can set a curse on yourself basically.
0: Yeah. And I totally get that. Cause I've also seen those accounts that it's just like, Oh shit! She's going off like da, da 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 da, and I feel like I've I've definitely seen that aspect. And then it's kind of like you go back to like your regular agenda, and then that's not necessarily what the people want to see or engage with.
1: Well, and and for accounts that do have that like then that problem, it's or even just like anyone just on the platform. Um, I think expectations is like the death of everyone. Um, like so, another story that I think is really worth sharing is say a video only has 200 views, you don't know who those 200 people are.
0: Mm -hmm. You're so right. You're so right. Yeah. And like,
1: if you were walking a room and 200 people were listening to what you said, it's a lot of people. Yeah. So if you're making content that you want people to hear, that isn't just you trying like inauthentically to go viral. It's actually your music feeling genuine or your voice talking about your life to reach 200 people is great. Yes. Like, I think that we have all these skewed views of stuff and like, especially people that have had more success, um, artists, you know, their Instagram accounts, I think it's kind of poisoned people's brains into thinking what's normal. Mm-hmm. Um, just cause you have, you know, 10,000, hundred thousand followers. It, <laughs> um, it's, it's a skewed understanding of that. Like I think that the power of TikTok is that 90% of the people that see any content are completely new. They aren't followers. Yeah. And if you're doing just a few things correctly in terms of SEO and how you've like kind of done a few things to set up your account, um, the people that see your video will be the exact people you want to see your video. So the story I was going to tell was that once I, this is when I first started making a lot more photography content and was just doing a lot of like, kind of like intro and then flash, flash, flash of a bunch Mm -hmm. of photos I had done. Yeah. All kind of edited in this like trippy surrealism style. Um, Put up a video. I was like, oh, it's flopping. Like, you know, like five hours later, it's at like 150 views, whatever. And I got a comment on it and I recognized the username and I'm like, there's no way that's who I think that is. And it was this person I've been following on Instagram for years. He had just joined TikTok. such a big fan, huge inspiration of mine. Um, and so I comment back, I was like, Oh my gosh, if like you're the, who I think I like, I'm such a huge fan. Um, and then, you know, we talked on the comment, like maybe, maybe said something back and then he follows me on Instagram. So like, I, I realized it was him and I was like, you should never like hate on only getting X number of views because you don't know who those people are.
0: Hundred percent, and I I think that's super similar with like from an artist standpoint, like Spotify and stuff. Because like your Spotify monthly goes up and down all the time, but so many people don't realize that like I think it's like ninety five percent of people who release on Spotify don't get more than like a hundred or thousand monthly listeners or something like that, like a crazy low number. And it's like it really puts it into perspective of there's so many consumers out there, and there's so many creators out there, and like you're reaching these thousands of people you're reaching these hundreds of thousands of people. and it's 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 just a it's definitely the way our mind has been formatted to not appreciate the smaller numbers because you're like oh smaller numbers yeah. not as and good
1: like, you can have just so much more impact and value with a smaller view like i've seen people on tiktok who sell out of clothing drops but they're clothes like you know you know they're they're making 10 items yeah and they get a few thousand views on their different videos and it sells out. Like they're able to sustain themselves because it's going to that really niche audience. So speak to the audience you actually want, like be more specific. Don't be more vague. Don't try to like water down and like,
0: you know, does that make sense? No, it definitely makes sense. And I have that conversation all the time because, you know, it's definitely from like a talent buyer's standpoint, you know, A lot of people do look at the numbers and the numbers will always be important, but at the same time, are those numbers going to buy your merch? Are they going to actually buy a ticket to your show? Are they actually going to, you know, be there, you know, retained as a real fan? Or is it just, you know, you're doing something just to hit those numbers, to hit those numbers, but what is that translating into So when you work for when you when you have people hire you on to come on to a project or, you know, I know now you say you kind of do like day rates and like if you're going to festivals and stuff like that. What we discussed prior to recording is that you've kind of hopped into doing a little bit more in the like commercial label pop kind of lane. Has that experience been vastly different than working in electronic dance music?
1: Yeah, I I am really every day so feel so grateful for where this has taken me, Um, you know, starting in festivals and then, you know, electronic music has always kind of been early adopters of technology. I think that was was so cool to see Insomniac give a nod to TikTok. I think, you know, all the festivals I worked um, at for them were some of the first festival content on TikTok. I, (laughs) there was months and months where there was no other festivals making... Any festival content. So it was just me and um this girl Alex I was working at the time. We would joke that we're just competing with ourselves. Um yeah. we only had our past videos to look at for inspiration. Oh my god. Um and that's kind of now, you know, opened up doors for me. Um, where yeah, I've gotten to do some more um brand corporate work and then also now in conversations um and having the uh privilege of working with record labels um doing content for some of their artists Mm -hmm. um the way I like describe what it's like to again there's a few I have a few more catchphrases is like I always the way I sell managers is like um I say I'll watch thousands of TikToks so you don't have to
0: love that I love that I'd be like done hired let me write a check let's go
1: yeah and the way that I talk to artists about it is is much more like Artist to artist, like I'm like, I like talk to me about this. Like, let's figure out how to get your energy authentically on this platform. And then let me just remove all of the friction of it, like all of the parts that are frustrating. Like, I know as someone who's done self portraits and photography, like how difficult it is to be both the person in the content, the person recording the content, then the editor of the content. Like, so basically, artists, every time they work with me, they're like, wow, that was so easy and so fun. Like all we get to do instead is just like kind of do, you know, (laughs) sometimes I make them dance. Um, but other times it's like, you know, getting them to sit down and just talk about, um, their music. Um, or like I worked with this, this girl, um, recently, um, and we like brought her piano down to the parking garage of her, of where she lived and recorded a bunch of videos there. And, you know, we're able to get out oh, like 12 TikTok videos in one day when like Which normally like, that would be way too exhausting yep. for her to do. And I get to like just take on that stress and like it's so much more like the directing people work, like managing everyone's energy. Let's just do this thing and like have fun doing it. And then the content really reflects that, that people yeah. are having fun making it
0: and i feel like you can definitely you can definitely see that too like i feel like you can see when someone's kind of like endlessly trying the same thing trying to do it but you can tell it's like doing the editing doing that and it's and it's like i think there there's a happy medium that a lot of people kind of in my i would say like per se level or like chapter in this journey are trying to find that happy medium of like bringing that like authentic energy without being like ooh, like this is the last thing I want to be doing right now to reach people. But it's so important. Like no one I've ever talked to goes, oh, well, like it's not important. Like everyone knows how important it is. I mean, we've seen it from a commercialized standpoint where, you know, you've seen the Lana Del Rey's, you've seen the Lady Gaga's, you've seen the Charlie's get on there and say, I can't release this fucking song until this blows up.
1: So that's actually, I think like that is the one difference or like shift and now working for in these you know working with a major record label mm-hmm. or these bigger companies is and like the adjustment for me is I'm so used to having like kind of full control and more like an equal yeah. partnership with the artist, and now there's so many more voices and it's really not up to me at all like anything get, that gets posted so like there's so much work that I've done that I haven't seen posted no. I'm like and I, I I you know I hope it gets posted but it's having to like remove myself emotionally to a certain level because
0: it's so much work like it's not like work but it's like it's a part of you and your artistic vision and like oh like how am I like bringing like what I feel like people in my position could resonate with through this artist platform
1: totally um but yeah I I think but it's also like I'm learning so much like working with these like major like record labels and companies on how like I, I just feel like my my actual like more marketing and business skills have been really like improved over the last year. I worked, you know, I'm changing from someone just like with technical skill set, a creative skill set, and like the whole artist thing into you know, th- there's so many more parts to it and like kind of like an up leveling in terms of like even myself as a business owner like ugh, like there's so much more growth I can do there. Yeah um, but I feel like I you know I'm like artists as like moving up in the thing, it's so much more of that too.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, a hundred percent. And I feel like it's kind of all growing pains. It's I, I. Everyone in entertainment or like in an artistic field, feel like has such a unique, different journey, but we all make some of like the same mistakes and some of the same like learning curves, especially kind of going from, okay, well now I've like monetized my passion and now it's a job. And now I have to handle this like business side of it. And I still have to, you know, keep that, original energy and like love and passion for it that I have even though now it's job and like it's it's my um, totally. you know it's it's definitely an adjustment I mean I feel like I've learned so much just from like speaking with you I can't wait for like the responses of the conversation and and is there anything you know coming up that you're really excited to partake in? Like I know festival season is around the corner, even though you're doing more kind of branded corporatized work, are you still going to be kind of frolicking out and about this festival season for a lot of clients?
1: Yeah, I'll be, I'll be out doing the festivals. Um, I think the the next big one is EDC, of course, in a month. Um, Very, very excited for that. Um, But yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see where this year goes. I think that just media is, is such an evolution. And now um, I, I am definitely, you know, on different teams moving, like I said, kind of the business thing is I'm moving up like a level of it. Like I'm doing more of the ideas, consulting. Um, I, I now, when I work for some artists, I have someone I bring with me who like, I'm like, you know, she's, she's now taking over my job sometimes even for artists on her own. So building out more of like an agency, being a mentor yeah. boss, that whole side of it is um, something that I think just because there's such a demand and like the inbound and like, there's only one of me. <laughs>
0: Absolutely, um, yeah. And there's very few of you that are kind of in this space right now still, even I feel like after the growth, like I think there's a lot of people who want to aspire to do what you're doing, but don't necessarily, you know, know how to take the steps. I have two more questions for you. I was like, oh, we're yeah. done, but no, we're not. I have two more questions for you. Um, So when I go to your bio, I do see you know, a name to contact for management? Like, what does that look like in your space? Like, are you, um, you know, do you have like representation from an agency that kind of represents people like you that can be hired out for consulting or jobs or like, how does that whole thing kind of lay out?
1: So Jorge, my manager is the best person in the world. <laughs> love,
0: it. I love it. I
1: love him so much. Um, but he, we got connected last year. We, we, um started building out like an agency together which is still it's it's very much in like the startup phase of it mm-hmm. um but it was there's three of us um and we did take on retainer clients like as a group okay. um and the whole l- last year felt like like have you seen that like grommet meme of like laying the track as the trains moving yes yeah
0: yeah yeah you're like let's go so,
1: let's go <laughs> that's how it like felt and um Jorge was already managing Alex the other creative um they both live in New York City um and he took me then on as kind of more of a passion project. Cool. um this was he he works in more you know in dance music um works for a record label works manages and you know a few producers um and we're just excited to kind of try to build this out um That's but it's so very much a work in progress um but yeah he he and we're, yeah, we're also like learning together, like all the stuff around brand deals um, and how much, like, he he's just so great at helping me kind of think about my future. Like how much do I want to be doing festivals versus artists, like, versus like making sure I have enough time that I can still make my own TikTok videos, make my own art. Um, all Absolutely. those great things that a manager can help you like sort through in your artist brain.
0: Because I feel like you have so much going on. It would be very easy to go, okay, we're going from this to this, to this, to this, to this. and like it's difficult to take the time to step away to look at like very big picture things. Like in five years, do I still want to be doing festivals or do I want to be doing this or do I want to be building here? Which is so awesome. And then lastly, you know, I kind of ask usually everybody who comes on, like what their take is on just like building genuine relationships within the space that you aspire to work in. I think a lot of those kind of roadblocks that people run into, whether they're an artist or an aspiring industry professional or an inspiring, you know, uh, media content creator is, you know, how do I get get to these people? How do I know these people? How do I develop relationships with these people? And from what you've said, you know, a lot of people came to you just based on the years of work you've put in and building on your own, you know, brand and building up your own pages, but developing those relationships and getting clients that want to hire you again, like what would be a few pieces of advice?
1: Yeah, building genuine relationships is everything. Um, That is how I have everything that I've been able to get into right now. Um, like how I met Jorge was through my friend, Alex, um, who I met Alex probably like nine years ago. Um, and then just continued the relationship. He was a tour photographer. Then I was like, you know, starting to do more of that. We kind of just crossed paths. Um, I, you know, working, even just getting into being an actual, like a working event photographer was so much through just meeting people. I was going out to shows in San Francisco all the time. And, you know, I just strike up conversations with, um, people, you know, you, you can tell who's working. Um, and I, you, and you, you never want to, I mean, it's never been me, but this is like the advice is everyone's here is like, Oh, it's so important to do that. And they think like networking And it's, it's like, so not, it's actually building genuine relationships. Like you don't need to sell yourself, just like genuinely connect with people. And then years later, those people will be the ones that recommend you for everything Mm -hmm. um, and open up those doors for you. And nightlife is tough. Um, It's an industry that requires a lot of trust. Um, You want to know that the people you're working with are responsible, trustworthy people. Yep. And that is like that That's is difficult like the, sometimes. That's difficult. Totally. Um, so like that has been my pathway in to everything. The the um the person I was working for, the first time I worked for Insomniac at EDC Las Vegas was through a job. Um I had met him in San Francisco like four years prior, and he had passed me sometimes like photography gigs and he just knew I was a reliable person. He likes my work um, that he's continued seeing on Instagram. So he was like, Oh, like she'd be a great person to bring onto this team. Um, but yeah, it's years in the making to like, be like an overnight, you know, to get those opportunities.
0: Absolutely. I just, I, I definitely feel like you're also just, you're, you're not going to click with everybody. Like, I think that was a big thing for me when people were first like, Oh, like networking, networking, networking. And you're like, okay, well, I am already am like a homebody and it's like a lot for me to like go out and like be actively like, oh, hey, like this is who I am and this is what I'm doing. And I I love doing that, but it's like with people I feel like I click with and I think everybody kind of finds their own click over time and and group of people that you, you feed off their energy and you feel like you guys resonate and relate to one another. And that's not always going to be everybody in the music industry. Yeah, and Like you have to but be I, okay with that.
1: You know, I think my, like, whole perception of, like, how even TikTok and, like, online world operates for me is, like, I really do approach most things in life with curiosity. Like, I am so curious about people. Um, And, like, I've just been able, like, I see when I'm in the room with someone I, like, and I ask them questions because I want to know more. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, it turns into an actual, like, friendship. Um, But, like, never having expectations and always just trying to realize, like, if you learn something... That's like a positive, you
0: know? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. And and there's so much to learn too because everybody on the back end does such different jobs. I remember learning about like the agents and the managers and the ARs and, you know, people handling the marketing and all of these separate teams. And it really does take like, it, it takes a village behind an act or behind a festival yeah, to really make it happen.
1: So interesting. I like, I've just always been so fascinated with like the whole production and how events mm-hmm. and festivals get... Put on. Um, and yeah, all of my passions of being like chronically online and like loving events. I've just kind of turned those together into a career.
0: <laughs> I love that. I mean, when I was like 18 going to my first festivals, I literally thought they just popped out of a box. Like there was this box that they just sat on the ground and they like unwinded it. And there it was like, there the festival was, Skrillex was on stage. It's great. Like, it's great. But it's it's learning the reality of it. and And I think there's there really is if you're willing to put in like the time and effort and find your niche, like there is a place for everyone, like if you're willing to put that time in and like develop those relationships and and see what you love to do. And I, I feel like there's very few teams I've ever talked to from an event standpoint or an artist management standpoint that isn't willing to entertain you know, having somebody come in and work for free and help and just understand the ropes and understand like the back end of it. And then you can analyze whether you love it or not. And then go from yeah. there. It's, it's yeah,
1: you got to sometimes just move out your time horizon, be like yep. how long term a plan is this versus like, and it that's a metaphor for everything.
0: Yep. Yeah, absolutely. Well, Liz, thank you so much for coming on to speak on the podcast today. I learned so much. I know everybody who's listening is going to learn a shit ton. I really appreciate you. And, you know, hopefully I'll see you at a festival this summer or at an event or something like that. And and we can meet face to face.
1: Yeah, I'm so looking forward to it.
0: Love it. OK, I'm going to stop recording. Thank you so much.